I love that we sang those words, um, lead me in your love to those around me. I think that that sentence really captures part of our make him known vision as a church where we have said that we want to make the Lord Jesus Christ known here, near, and everywhere. And when we talk about making Christ known near, what we mean is that we want to make him known to people who are nearby in our community and in our lives but aren't yet part of our church. And so for so long, we have been inviting friends, inviting neighbors, people to come, and, and we just haven't had the space to hold them when they would come. And many times people would be turned away at the door, and I'm so grateful that now, by God's grace, we'll have more space to reach people nearby for Jesus Christ. Um, I believe that as we make room for them, you know, I'm envisioning these seats being filled with people who need life in Jesus, and they need the love of the church. And people who need life in Jesus and people who need the love of the church, that's not just people who aren't here yet. That's everybody who's already here. We all need that. We all needed someone to initially introduce us to Jesus and to his love and to his church. And so those words, lead me in your love um, to those around me, they seem appropriate for today. Uh, Today, I'm not going to preach a typical sermon like I normally would. Uh, I'll do that next week when we start our sermon series called Brand New, Jesus Changes People. And we're going to be talking about really, you know, how Jesus, let me say it this way. We're going to be talking about the obvious tension that we might feel in the room right now where we know that ministry is not really about a new building, yet we're excited about having new people in this building We're going to be talking about how ministry is really about Jesus changing people because ministry is not about us having a new building for this church. Ministry is about people finding new life in Jesus. And so that's what I'm going to preach on starting next week. If you have friends or family who may be blessed by saying, you know what, I... Maybe the Lord Jesus can bring the change that I need in my life. This would be a good sermon series for you to invite them to starting next week, so I hope that you'll do that. What I really want to talk about today, though, is... Vision casting for the use of this building. You know, the Lord Jesus gave his church one mission. The church has had the same mission from the time of Christ until now, and that is to go into the world and make disciples. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20 say this, that Jesus came to his disciples and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore into all the nations, making disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus gave his church our marching orders. Then we still have our marching orders now. That's our mission. We don't have to make up a new mission. We don't have to try to come up with something new. We don't need to build our own brand. We don't need to build our own name. Jesus didn't call us to do that. He also didn't call us to just go make church attenders. He didn't call us to just go make converts. And just to be candid... The Lord Jesus also didn't call us to go build new church buildings. He called us to do what? Go and make disciples. That's why the purpose of our church, the purpose statement of our church is this, helping people become wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ who know him and make him known. That's why we're here, guys. That's the heart of why we're here. And so 
that leads to the big question, how are we going to do this at UBC? How are we going to be about making disciples? Because everything that we do needs to be about that, making disciples. So let me talk to you today about how our facilities, including this new building, are going to be used in specific ways for discipleship. Uh, We talk at UBC about how there are characteristics of discipleship that we want to pursue, that we're asking God to grow in our lives, and I want to talk about them one at a time. You've seen this UBC seal um, around our property. You'll see that around the edges of it are stars and um, nine stars on there, each of those stars representing a different characteristic of discipleship. And so I want to talk about them one at a time and how the use of our facilities will... um, will help us pursue this characteristic of discipleship. So first, we want to be a church that helps people know Christ personally. What we mean is that we want to help people become saved and born again by believing the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to this earth and died in the place of sinners, taking our, the penalty for our sin upon himself, bearing it in his body on the tree, that he died in our place. And the good news of the gospel isn't just that Jesus died, but that God raised him to new life. On the third day, and if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, our sins can be forgiven and we can have new life through Jesus. So how, when somebody believes the gospel and becomes saved or comes to know Christ personally, how is that displayed to the church? How do we publicly know that? We see it through the waters of baptism. And so in the waters of baptism is where somebody's faith becomes public. And today, in this service, we get to celebrate our first baptism. A young teenager named Landon's going to be baptized in just a few minutes. I love that he gets to be baptism number one, and we're going to cheer and go crazy for him when he comes out of those baptism waters in just a minute. The next thing that we want to do is we want to be a church that helps people know Christ prayerfully. Guys, prayer is where we experience intimacy with God, where we learn to pour out our hearts to him and listen to his heart for us. Prayer is where we start to go deeper in that personal relationship with the Lord. Um, Prayer, you know, is, is something that we can often struggle with. Some of us don't know how to do it. We need the Lord to teach us to pray. We want to grow as a church in prayer, and so what we want to do is continue to have our times of corporate prayer in this room, but we also wanted to dedicate specific spaces where people can meet for prayer, where our prayer team can meet, where we can have one-on-one prayer sessions with people. When these sermons end in here on Sundays and people would love to have prayer, we're going to have two prayer rooms right outside of those double doors on your way out. Uh, Those two rooms on the side are going to be rooms for prayer. And so in that case, that will be the place where we help people grow as prayerful disciples. Also, we want to be a church that helps people know Christ biblically. We don't have to guess who God is. He has revealed who he is through his word. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to assume. As we study the word, we come to know God. He has revealed himself in his inerrant, unbreakable, authoritative, inspired, trustworthy word. And so right now we are, um, we have watched this video where we have said, hey, you know what? This pulpit behind which I'm standing here there's a, there's a Bible buried right underneath this because we believe in the truth and we want to proclaim the truth here in this pulpit. We also want to teach the truth in the classrooms that are on this side of the room over here where your kids are meeting right now, many of you, and where adult classes are going to occur later. So from this stage and in those classrooms, we want to help people know Christ biblically. We also want to help people know Christ relationally. And what I mean by that is in relationship with other believers, we come to know the Lord better. So what does that mean for us? It means that we got to build relationships with each other. 
And that's been really hard to do for us when we've come to church on Sundays and there hasn't been much time or room or space to be able to hang out afterwards and those kind of things. So I'm really glad we built a new lobby where you can grab a cup of coffee and, you know, actually have time for a conversation with somebody. I'm really glad we built a kitchen over here where we can prepare meals that will allow us to host events in this room where we can set up tables and chairs and really sit down and get to know each other and spend time with one another. So our kitchen and our lobby and our cafe provide spaces for us to come to know Christ relationally in a deeper way. As we've said all along, we don't just want to be people who know Christ. We also want to be people who make him known. All right? We want to make him known in particular ways. We want to make him known missionally meaning we want to take the gospel to the unbelieving world and make them into disciples of Jesus Christ. So what does that look like for us? Yes, it looks like supporting missionaries and church planters and organizations who are taking the gospel elsewhere, but you know what else, you know what else it looks like for us to be people who know him missionally and make him known missionally? It means that wherever we go, we understand ourselves to be on mission. When we leave this building and you go to your workplace and your home or wherever you go from here, that's your mission field. So how do our facilities tie in? Hey guys, every time you find yourself waiting in that crowded parking lot and you pull out of our parking lot and you head to wherever you're going next, you're heading to your mission field. That's where you're going. We want to be a church also that helps people know Christ mercifully. And when we talk about helping people know him mercifully, making him known mercifully, what we mean is we want to be people who show compassion and care for the needy and the broken among us. We're talking about helping the widow, the orphan. We're talking about helping the persecuted and the unborn, the poor, people who are truly in need and cannot help themselves. We want to be like Jesus, the true good Samaritan who came to us and met us in our time of need, bound, bound up all our wounds, provided all that we needed for healing. And we want to demonstrate that mercy and love of Jesus to the world. So how will our facilities do that? Many of you guys uh, know this, some of you may not, but we're about to begin construction work over at UBC East. And we want to expand some of that facility over there because in the long run, we envision UBC East being a hub for mercy ministries in some way to help the needy in our community. We're still praying about exactly what sort of shape that's going to take, but East will be a space for us to make Christ known mercifully to those around us. We also want to be a church that makes Christ known generationally, meaning we want to help the younger generation walk with Jesus. Infants to grandparents, all of us working together to help the younger, uh, to help the next generation know the mighty deeds of the Lord and set their hope in him. So it looks like dads becoming spiritual leaders in their homes. It looks like moms raising their children to know Christ. It looks like men and women investing their lives in other men and women in our church for discipleship. It looks like people leading small groups in our student ministry. It looks like people leading our children's classes in Awana. And we're going to dedicate portions of this space to making him known generationally. That's why we want to commit the use of this auditorium to our student ministry on Sunday nights because our teenage, the ministry to our teenagers is growing. They're out of room at East. They need to meet here on Sunday nights. It's why we're going to renovate the old sanctuary and turn it into a kid's chapel because we need more space for our elementary students uh, to be raised um, to know the Lord. So we want to use this auditorium and the new chapel, the renovated chapel, to make him known generationally. We also want to make him known resourcefully, using our time, talent, and treasure to make Christ known around the world. We want to use our time, talent, and treasure to reflect that Jesus is the greatest treasure of our hearts. Why do we do this? Because we understand ourselves to be God's stewards. 
He's the owner of every good thing, and yet he's given us so many good gifts to steward for his glory. It's why we put black little giving boxes along the walls at every exit door on your way out, because that's where you can give financially to support the ministry of our church. It's also why we built a ministry info booth in our lobby, where you can learn more about the ministries of our church, the activities are going on, and the places where you can dedicate your time and use your talents for ministry in the Lord's work. So that's how we're going to use this space to make him known resourcefully. And last, I want to talk about the heart of it all. We want to be a church that helps people know Christ and make him known worshipfully. With worship being the blazing center of everything we do as a church. We want to be a church that has an unwavering, unignorable passion for the glory of God. And to see the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ known around the world. The reason why worship must be in the center of all that we do is because we can pursue all those other characteristics and just end up having dead religion. We can pursue, you know, um, knowing God or our higher power. We can even read the scriptures. We can practice prayer. We can have friends, relationships. We can be about bringing people in. We can be uh, about showing help, giving help to the needy. We can be about uh, training the next generation and giving our money generously. And still we will be no better than the Pharisees if we don't love Jesus. We will be whitewashed tombs that are dead on the inside. So worship must be at the center of all that we do. May God make us a church that at the heart of it all is an unignorable love for him, motivating everything. So guys, it is a true blessing to be in this building. The Lord has brought us this far. But this building, this building isn't ultimately our home. This building, it's not what ministry is all about. This building is a resource to be used for facilitating the things that ministry is all about, which is knowing Christ and making him known in this world. So, church family, the big deal is not about us being in here. It's about Jesus in here, in our hearts. This building, it's not going to change anybody's life, but the power of the gospel and the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ can. So may the Lord use this space to help us make disciples who live worshipful lives for him.